Yo, yo, yo. I knew you were going to pick up as I was putting a potato in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, honey. How are oh, you? Oh, my God. <laughs> that again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, hi. Hello. It's been forever. Oh, my Lanta. I don't there's, even know what there's life probably, is anymore. Yeah, probably quite a bit to update, at least on Emma's end. Mine, I don't do shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying, dude. She had COVID. She sounded like a pubescent <gasps> little boy. I did. And then, you know, like we all have those days where it's like, you know, our brains are just, we're just down. So then, of course, you don't want to do anything. So I'm not going to make you do something. Yes. Life. I don't even know what life is anymore. I feel like I've been in a dream since October, like pretty much since I moved to Florida. I feel like this has all been like a crazy dream and I, I'm i going to wake up like. <laughs> like a crazy bad fever dream or. It's not necessarily bad. It's just like I feel. Not good either. <laughs> I mean, no, it's like some parts are really, really good. Some parts are really, really bad. There's like a lot of high highs, low lows. And I just feel like I'm like floating. And yeah. I, I've been having like really, really bad brain fog. So that's probably why. But yeah, Well, I've heard with this um, last round of COVID that a lot of people have more brain fog. And it yes. never goes away. Like you just constantly have brain fog. Along yes. with women's periods. Sorry, dudes that listen to this. But along with women's like menstrual cycles being completely fucked up after getting the shot. Really? Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, that's why I ain't getting the shot. No. <laughs> I'm not getting it for multiple reasons. I've been double that. I've been double tapped, but I'm not getting a third one. <laughs> double tap like zombie land? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not triple tap. Don't worry. So other other than that, what else would you like to update us on with shit from your pit down there in Florida? Oh, man, dude. It has been a whirlwind. So my spring semester started. Mm -hmm. And I, so for my degree, I'm only required to take like two math courses. And one of them is like math for liberal arts. So basically the dumb math that I chose because I was like, I'm not doing anything harder than I need to. Mm -hmm. And then another um, the one is, uh, it's like a psychology statistics course. So it's like statistics oh. and research methods, basically. I hated my stats class I had to take for psychology. Yeah, dude, honestly, okay, some, some units are really, really fun and other units are really not fun at all. Um, but I suck at math. And so this semester, I was like, you know what, screw it. Let's knock out both math courses in one semester and be done with it. And I am regretting everything, dude. That sounds horrible. Oh, my God. It's absolutely terrible. And then on top of that, okay, I literally have not been required to read a book for a class since high school. Like basically my entire college career, I've, I've been reading like 50 page articles and stuff, but I've never been required to actually read an entire book. Yeah. Um, for my victimology class this semester, I have to read seven books in one semester. Seven books. <laughs> seven books and write essays on all of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I am just cruising. <laughs> just cruising. Yeah. And so on top of that, so like before, well, right when the semester started was when I got COVID and I didn't just get COVID. Like I had COVID COVID for like two or three weeks. I was out. Like I couldn't go to work. 
my voice was gone. I was like literally dying for two weeks straight. Yeah, I feel like you had something else on top of COVID. I had bronchitis as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I had COVID, bronchitis, um, yeah, and on top of fibromyalgia. So it was just, just you know, it's fine. Everything's awful. fine. No! <laughs> Everything is fine. You're fine now, right? I mean, okay, I feel better, <laughs> but like you said, like, and yeah, like, almost everybody who's had this strain of COVID, they're like having really bad memory issues and really bad brain fog issues and like focusing issues. And I'm the exact same way. Like I can't focus for shit. Like my schoolwork is so hard because I can't like focus on one thing right now. So it, it kind of blows, but um, yeah, on a happier note, I went to Universal's Mardi Gras celebration. So that was fun. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they do. They like go hard for Mardi Gras. And I went to the parade and I got like at least 50 beads. So that was fun. Um, did you get them the proper way or? or it's just, universal. Uh, there are children. Of course I got them. Wait, no, well, no, no, no. Maybe they, maybe they had like a no children day or something, you know? Oh no. Oh no. There were tons of kids. I was like, I'm no, not, not going to do that. But I was fucked up off of White Claw and like all of the dancers in the parade. Cause they had a ton of dancers like going hard. I was literally hyping them up so hard. I was that one girl with White Claw in her hand in the crowd and like a bunch of beads. And I was like, yeah. Get it, get it, get it, get it. I was being so annoying. You would have loved it. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you were there with me. (laughs) I would love to go someday, yes. Yes, that would be so fun. Anyways, what's up with you? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Really, honestly. I'm sitting here eating my... I'm on my lunch break for work, so I'm sitting here eating my meal prep, which is uh, the little mini potatoes that I... Roasted in the oven and a bison burger. Um, say on the last, maybe this was, I don't think this had happened yet, but most everybody that already listens to this already knows, but I'm basically going to compete, excuse me, in my first Highland Games in April. Yeah! So I've been upping my training at the gym. <gasps> excuse me. Whew, sorry. And trying to kind of tune it around to be able to throw those big old white poles around and shit like that. So there's that. Hell yeah. I'm oh. so excited for you. And it just started snowing here. So that's great. Oh, nice. It is 75 and sunny here. I love, love that for me. <laughs> um, I almost literally kind of sort of, I mean, I wrote these notes I, two, three, four weeks ago, a month, I don't know, however long ago, three weeks ago. So like, I literally don't remember what exactly I'm talking about, but I know we're doing the dark web. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It was my idea because on the last podcast at the very, very end, you mentioned dark web, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, I want to do that so bad because mm-hmm. it it interests me so much, and I think it's so cool. I mean, it's not cool, but it's so interesting." Well, I mean, it is cool to a point, but yeah. like, some of the shit I'm going to talk about is not cool. But exactly, there's <laughs> I'm talking about the really not cool stuff. Yeah, the majority of it is not cool, but it's mm-hmm. very intriguing, and it's 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 21st century crime like it's it's the new the new criminal um what's what's the word interface maybe Inter- interface yeah yeah something like that yeah and something like we that sh- we should touch on the preface that there's a difference between the dark web and the deep web and the deep web and yes. i think if i look back at my notes 
I think the one case that I have, as I've got a couple pages of notes, um, I might talk about that. Maybe not. Mm, okay, maybe not. Anyways, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. You want to go first? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I am going to, oh God, where are my notes now? We're all, we are in shambles. It's okay. fine. Hold on. Um, okay, so I'm going to be talking, oh, and before I start, I just want to, I just want to, um, because in the microwave right now, I have my lunch cooking as well, oh. Oh. that I'm, that I'm going to grab when you do your part. Mm. Um, my, is- my, sh- my shit from the pit, mm. if, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, Miranda Sue, if you are listening, which I know you are, <laughs> do not listen to what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Okay. She's going to listen anyway. Um, <laughs> I have recently discovered at Walmart <laughs> that they have frozen meals of Swedish meatballs. Oh, Stouffer's makes Swedish meatballs. And it's like, it's not like the jam Swedish meatballs. It's like the Swedish meatballs that Mandy makes, like the kind of sauce she makes. Mm-hmm. And I found them and I was like, oh gosh, Mandy is going to disown me if I do this, but I'm going to anyways. And it's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Mm, all right. Well, <laughs> sorry, there's Peyton. <laughs> I'm committing Swedish atrocities. I mean, she's going to come, she's going to either text or snap one of us and be like, they are not good. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep, you're yep. ridiculous. Yep. I, I already feel it coming. <laughs> um, anyways. Okay. So I will be talking about um, the dark web movie called Unfriended Dark Web. Which it's been a hot second since I've seen that. Yeah, no, I, um, I've actually seen it quite a lot. I saw it when it first came out, and then I watched it a couple of times just, like, casually because I really enjoyed it. And then I watched it again um, for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just – have you seen the first Unfriended? Oh, wait, there's two? <laughs> yeah, the, there's, the first movie is just Unfriended, and then the sequel is Unfriended Dark Web. Uh, the dark. Okay, so the first unfriended has like the friend group from high school, right? Yes, the first okay. one is about the girl that commits suicide. That's right, and then the second one is the dad that tries to figure out what happened to his daughter. No, oh, that is <laughs> um that one is called Searching. Oh, yes, but same premise, yeah. same like same setup. Okay. Yeah. So um yes, the first unfriended was about a girl who committed suicide, and then like it's this group of friends in high school and they're all on like a Skype meeting or whatever and then Mm -hmm. the dead friend like starts texting them or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then the sequel in Unfriended Dark Web which I think is much more realistic um Mm -hmm. than the first one because the first one you're talking about a ghost girl that's messaging all these people um in the second one it is based around a young man who works at a like web cafe type place Mm mm-hmm um, and he decides to pick up a laptop that has been sitting in the lost and found for like ever. And he's like, oh my God, like no one's going to claim this laptop. I really need a new one. I'm going to take it. So he steals this laptop. First mistake. 
Yes. And um, it's the same thing as the first movie. So he's talking to his girlfriend through Skype. He's talking to his friends through Skype. And the entire movie is filmed through a screenshot of Skype. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, because that was the same one with the first unfriend, too. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I honestly, that's the reason why I wanted to talk about this movie is because I really, really liked that setup. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's exactly like the found footage films. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit easier to follow and it's a little bit more straightforward and less chaotic, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but I really love found footage and like the Skype setup because it, it just feels so real and you really do lose yourself in the movie and you feel like you're in this Zoom session or Skype session with all of these people too. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so after he gets this laptop, um, he notices that the laptop is signed into a Facebook account, a very, very um, strange Facebook account, very uh, sketch. Mm. Um, and it's getting these constant messages from these women, like these beautiful young women. Oh, how softly. Um, yeah. And the women are saying, like, when are you going to send the plane ticket? Like, oh my gosh, I miss you so much. It's been so long. The plane um, ticket. I where, yeah, it's it's literally setting it up like this guy is like some type of sugar daddy. And he's like entertaining all of these women. And he's promised them like, oh, I'm going to buy you all plane tickets. And we'll go to like Europe or whatever. Like all these vacations. Yeah. Which reminds me of the Tinder swindler I just watched on Netflix. I need Which- to watch it. Is it good? I get, I'm so mad at the guy. And these girls. Like I get... Oh, they're so stupid. And right. I guess that's kind of like victim blaming in a sense. But mm-hmm. what the frick? Like there mm-hmm. were red flags this whole time. But anyways, yes, I'd say watch it just, you know. Because, just get the story. Yeah, um, because the guy's not in jail anymore. He literally only hmm. spent like five months in jail and that's it. You know, spoiler alert, but you know. Well, shit. Yeah. You see, that's a trend that I see in a lot of like those Netflix documentaries where they uh-huh. talk about like real life stuff is... Uh-huh. You're sitting there and you're like listening to the victims and like the people who went through it and you're like, how could you be so dumb? Like, yeah, what the hell? Like you asked for it. Like, I remember there was like a true crime documentary released a long time ago about like that girl who got like kidnapped and groomed by a family friend. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there this entire time like the parents are fucking they let this happen. Mm -hmm. Like, are you serious? I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's dumb. But I will watch it. I will. Yes, yes. Okay. Anyways, back to uh, the task again. Yes. Um, and so also, um, the guy who stole the laptop, he has this girlfriend who is deaf. Oh. Um, so she only speaks through sign language. Oh. And he has engineered this app called Papaya where um, he can type in whatever he wants to say to her. And then it'll automatically play videos of him reciting the correct um, sign language so that she can understand what he's saying. Oh, well, d- does he not know sign language? No, it's it's actually like a whole like conflict in the film. And she gets mad at him because like he hasn't been attending the sign language classes. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. And he is pretty much just lazy and like engineered an entire fucking app where he can like speak sign language to her easily when he could have just learned it. But yeah whatever yeah it's yeah it's whatever yeah um but yeah and after he like discovers all of these messages and um is arguing with his girlfriend a bunch um his friends and him are like having a game night 
apparently it's a normal thing for them to do this like game night but they're doing it over zoom mm-hmm. um and he gets this message um from the facebook account and it says who are you you have my laptop i want it back now oh um and that's basically like the the starting point of all of the chaos and essentially the laptop belonged to a person that was very involved with the dark web and black market type trading Mm -hmm. um cryptocurrency um at one point one of the business dealers i guess drops him a ton of money in like bitcoin cryptocurrency Mm. like millions and millions of dollars um and he asks him like what what is this money for like what do you want me to do and he's talking about like dying girls hair darker and drilling holes in their skulls interesting and he finally tells all of his friends, like, what's going on? He's like, um, yo, this is this is starting to get fucked now. And all of the friends are freaking out. They're like, you need to call the cops right fucking now. Mm-hmm. And obviously the dark web person is like, do not call the cops. If you call the cops, your friends will die, blah, blah, blah. Which is pretty standard. Yeah. And um, it's just, it is nuts. It is a roller coaster of emotions. I really, really enjoyed the movie. Um, it's... It's a, uh, it's it's simple entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, it's a movie where you don't have to sit and think about all of the hidden meanings, and you don't have to pay attention to the cinematic photography because there is none. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no aesthetic. There is no um, photography element. It's literally just entertainment, and you're following this story, and mm-hmm. it's it's just simple, and I like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and. And while we're on that note, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil the end either because I I want people to actually watch it because like this is like the new age of cinema and it's it's a it takes a step further than found footage. And I really do want people to watch it just to like kind of like see because it's it's so modern and I love it. And I hope they make more movies because I want them so bad. (laughs) Um, But also, I saw a movie in theaters last night. Oh, that I wanted to t- touch on briefly. Okay. okay. I saw Death on the Nile. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing previews for that. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. Okay. All right. It it's was... got, like, an all-star cast, right? Yeah. It's got... Okay. Let me look. Let me look. It's got so... Wonder Woman. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Um, you've got Army Hammer. Mm. You've got um, Kenneth Branagh. That doesn't sound familiar, but if I saw his face, probably. Probably. Um, it's got um, Letitia Wright, who played the younger sister in Black Panther. Gotcha. Um, it's got Tom Bateman, which I recognize his face, but for some reason I can't think of anything else he's ever been in. <laughs> Is he related to Jason Bateman? I don't know. Let's see. Hold on. Let me see. Uh... Tom Bateman. No. Oh, okay. Negative. All right. Um, and then you've got Russell Brand. Mm. Um, he plays a very, like, low-key part. And then you've got um, Rose Leslie, who she played um, the wildling girl in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, the redhead? Yeah. Who's married to Kit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are, like, some of the all-star people. It's, it's definitely worth the watch. I really love it. 
I I mean, I've always been like a huge fan of like the clue type mysteries, like the Who Done It, yeah, murder mystery. It's based off of an Agatha Christie book, and I loved her books growing up. Oh yeah, which is that the name of her book? Is the Death on the Nile or Death is it on the Nile? Title? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I literally am sitting next to one of her books right now. I have, and then there were none. The uh, the, the Nine uh, Strangers one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a, it's it's titled two different ways. Yes. Yeah, but yes. yeah, I I have that one too because that one in in itself is really like what in the fuck because they all just end up disappearing. It's like what the fuck. Exactly. Exactly. It's um this movie is kind of like the same premise um but it takes place in Egypt which is cool right. yeah because we never ever see movies about Egypt anymore. Um yeah I don't know it was it was really good I <laughs> I guessed who did it. Mm-hmm. pretty much automatically but it's because i'm so used to these kinds of things like knives out have you seen knives out uh yes oh my god it's so good and they're making a second one are they yes really yes i'm assuming it just follows that uh detective because yes. basically it got i would say it came to a conclusion yes. at the end of the first one yep it's gonna be the same detective guy which is the guy that plays james bond i can't remember his name. daniel craig mm-hmm Daniel Craig, and he's going to follow a new case. And it is even more of an all-star cast than the first one. Mm. So I'm super excited about it. Um, so yeah, if any of y'all are fans of like whodunit, like Clue-style <laughs> movies, definitely see Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. And like the cinematic element is beautiful, and they don't rush anything. There are so many scenes where like it truly like it captures like the emotions of the characters so well, and it's like it just feels like raw emotion. It's it doesn't feel like the fake like clue with Tim Curry in it, where people are running around and oh my god, who did it? Like it it doesn't feel fake like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I saw that, and then also, have you been watching Euphoria? No. Bruh. What like what uh, platform is it on? It's on HBO Max. Oh yeah, I don't have that. I will give you my login. Oh, okay. To watch Euphoria, dude. I mean, isn't it just a bunch of high schoolers that, like, do drugs all the time? No, 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 no. Uh, No, 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 no. Okay, you see, that's what I thought it was, too. And I I did not watch the first season because of that. I was like, this sounds dumb. It's literally just a bunch of high schoolers clubbered in glitter doing drugs. Like, whatever. No. It is so much more than that. I misjudged it 100% because the second season just came out. And, oh, my God. If Zendaya... Mm-hmm. does not get an emmy for one of these there's one episode that i just watched if she does not get an emmy for this episode i am burning hollywood down but isn't she a drug addict in it she's a drug addict yes that's what i thought okay she's actually like the only like real drug addict in the series because i see a whole bunch of like people doing clips and stuff off <clears throat> on uh tiktok on it and whatnot but that's yeah. what i see of it yeah. Oh my God. It's huge. Um, Zendaya is really the only drug addict. Um, and then it follows like the other high schoolers. Some of their storylines are really, really cheesy. And like, you're going to be like, why am I watching this? But I promise like, it's so worth it as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely like some parts where you're like, oh my God, this is stupid. Um, but there's a lot of nudity, of course, because it's HBO Max. Oh, yeah. There's lots of penises. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so warning for the dudes, Mandy. Hopefully, the little littles in their ears aren't around while you're listening to us. Yeah. 
there's lots of male nudity um lots... <laughs> like, like now you go to male nudity when you're yeah. penises <laughs> <laughs> trying to be all formal now, uh, now. Um, tons and tons of drug use um it's it's like very very triggering to like people who have been on drugs it's so real um and zendaya holy crap it's season two episode five holy shit like i i hated zendaya at first but now i'm in love with her like she's absolutely incredible and she's a producer of the show too oh yeah like she's killing it all right but uh, yeah, that's really all I wanted to touch on. I wanted to let you and everyone else know about those things because I think that they are worth it. <laughs> all right. Okay. But yes, back to dark web. Creepy, scary. <laughs> Creepy, scary. <laughs> is, is that all you had for the dark web too? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to give too much away. Um, but Unfriended Dark Web, I think it gives off a very like cartoonish feel of what the dark web is actually like, which of course it, it has to be right. Um, if you definitely, if you want like something that's like really, really, really dark and messed up, definitely like go towards more disturbing movies. Um, mm-hmm. Like this, this won't give you disturbed. It just, mm-hmm. it just won't. Um, but I still think it's a really good movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, well then I guess that means it's my turn, so you can go get your uh, <laughs> lunch out of the microwave. My fake Swedish meatballs? Your fake Swedish meatballs, which are probably cold by now. I mean, they're still in the microwave, so maybe. <laughs> still. Ah! Yep. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be going through a couple of the more popular dark web cases that were out there, so it's like short little tidbits about them. Nothing that's going to go into depth with them. I think it's about like 10 different cases, which it'll go. Um, And then I have a tale for you from someone's experience uh, snooping around on the dark web after being slipped a little piece of paper to have (gasps) fun. Yeah. So first off, what's the dark web? It's an unregulated part of the internet, basically. I mean, we're talking about web pages and domains that cannot be accessed with a regular browser. And that are never indexed by Google at all. So most users have to go through a special one called like the Tor browser, T-O-R, to access the dark web. Basically, it's a somewhat hidden part of the internet, which is what you see in movies a lot of times that people are getting on. Yes. So the first one, it's little tippity title is No Love Deep Web. So back in August of 2012, visitors on the dark web could find clues scattered on the network that led them through a fascinating alternate reality game. Much yeah. like, uh, kind of much like Cicada 3031's 4chan game. Whatever that is, if you know what that means. I have no idea what that is, and I'm a gamer, I'm, so that I says something. Never heard of it. But anyways, <laughs> the clues led the regular users through an array of clever clue setups, like a treasure hunt, kind of. So the game employed a lot of encryption means to hide all of its hints, including the famous Caesar cipher or the QR codes, Morse code, and a lot of other similar encryptions. Um, All of the clues were spread around the dark web on different sites. Uh, One participant recounts the experience as quite thrilling. Excuse me. (laughs) He says, I was part of the, the... no love deep web alternate reality game where we had to do a deep net scavenger hunt which uh culminated me in driving 
to New York to answer a payphone at 3 a.m., which he said that was cool. He enjoyed that part. Hmm. Um, so what was going on, basically, you may be asking? It, well, yeah. it wasn't like a, um, it wasn't anything fun, like a secret government agency recruiting new members. <laughs> and it wasn't mm-hmm. a feat of a group of cyber criminals or anything like that. Rather, the game was kind of created by experimental hip-hop group Death Grips to promote their new album, No Love Deep Web, which is kind of clever if you think about it. Hmm. So it's kind of like a Blair Witch kind of thing. <clears throat> kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing too scary about that one. It was just, you know, a little clever marketing type gig. Kid. Right. Uh, not gig. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> so the second one is kind of about blackmailing. So... Um, this is more of a illegal activity taking place. So in 2019, Evite, a successful social planning service, experienced a massive security breach that compromised the personal information. So like home addresses, passwords, user IPs of more than 10 million Evite users. Jesus. A lot of fucking people. So Evite is a big platform. So the safety and privacy of its members is really, really kind of an important thing, you know, endangering the privacy of like, 10 million customers doesn't really sound like something that you know they want to have happened right um as it turns out the hacker that set the breach in motion how to say this gnostic players but it's got a g in front of it so i'm assuming it's gnostic i don't know Hmm. uh didn't release any information to the public rather he contacted evite and asked for a mere nineteen hundred dollar in bitcoin (laughs) jesus it's an extremely small amount um, as data breaches of this size can cost companies millions and millions of dollar, dollars in settlements even. So like mm-hmm. 1900 Bitcoin. Come on, bro. Yeah. So for some reason, Evite didn't pay. The hacker actually started selling people's information on the dark web for a short period of time in the summer of 2019. The market he was selling it on then got shut down. Um, there hasn't really been any more develops of the story since. So, I mean, a lot of people's information could still be continuously going out there where, I don't know, could be a different platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how this really ended, the stealing and selling of personal data on the dark web is always horrendous for all victims involved. Right. Um, as platforms like uh, Genesis Market um, is one of the bigger ones. However, this will be the only data theft related entry on the list, basically. So, um yeah, there's not any more boringness to it. But I mean, maybe it's boring and they'd, the people that listen to this just don't really give two shits. Um, I mean, it's still fucked up. I mean, yes, it is. So the next one we've got is one that's called The Rise and Fall of Silk Road. Now, actually, there have been a couple other podcasters mm-hmm. that have done episodes on Silk Road. I've heard of sh- that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dan Cummings with... Uh... Oh, the frick? I just blanked. <laughs> I completely blanked on what in the hell his Blacked thing is out. called. Because his him and his wife do scared to death. I cannot think of it. <laughs> Anyways, Dan Cummings did one on Silk Road. So it reportedly facilitated the sale of narcotics amounting to $1.2 billion throughout its entire existence. Good so in its, yeah, in its heyday, it grossed uh, Ross Yulbrick, its creator, $3.6 million. Jesus. So Time Suck. That's the name of his podcast. God. Fuck. Time Suck. Yeah, Time that's Suck. That's an interesting name. It is, but I mean, he, 
it's it's good i like it <laughs> um so the platform was a literal dark market with merchants offering their products just like they would on ebay or amazon uh users of this dark web market were always a few clicks and bitcoins away from guns drugs or other illegal products and illegal content awesome but the government kind of like wasn't really idle about it in 2013, Ross was apprehended and sentenced to life in prison for the operation. However, similar platforms called Agora or Silk Road 2.0 are still around the dark web and going pretty strong. So Today? Yep. There's still shit out there. So I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the next one is a little weird. It's like the popularity of what the site was called, Steak and Cheese. <laughs> Steak and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, So uh, now we're getting into like kind of more gruesome parts, possibly. We'll see. Um, 49s. Okay. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyways. So steak and cheese or rotten are websites where users can watch very graphic, violent, and gruesome videos. Uh, just the fact that some that these platforms are still kind of reportedly up and running and growing in popularity kind of shows the darker side of the part of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it stands to show that kind of thing, that kind of things, um, that the kind of things, excuse me, you're bound to encounter on the dark web if you uh, don't proceed with care are just going to pop up there. Mm-hmm. So a good rule of thumb is to never click on a link unless you know where it leads. Obviously, everybody should know that. But, however, the interesting thing about steak and cheese is, and I mean, literally, this is all one word, is that this was actually a website indexed by Google for a really long time. So back in the late 2000s, people could actually access websites that featured gory videos on the surface web rather than having to go deeper. Right. So fortunately, steak and cheese is no longer available through Google. But the fact that these websites found a place on the dark web show that there are a lot of things normal people want to avoid when browsing the dark web. So basically, it's like the place you can go and watch real people getting cut up and shit like that. So, yeah, not not that great. So then the next one, number five, is there's a hidden wiki. Um, So navigating the dark web is not as easy as browsing the regular internet, like we've kind of already said. There's no search engine to index all the URLs out there. And if you're looking for something less popular, you usually have to go um, get a link from someone somewhere in order to get to it. Mm-hmm. So this was true for all navigation on the dark web, at least before the hidden wiki kind of showed up. So it's a collection of popular sites on the dark web and a significantly improved navigation for the dark web for people to find things easier. Seeing as this part of the internet is also uh, used to help whistleblowers seek help and provide free information to oppressed peoples, this event marked um, an important step forward for the dark web, basically, rather than one of a negative factor. Mm -hmm. Seeing that snow accumulate out there. (laughs) The toner ran out. Changed. What am I missing? Oh my god, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I'm not in the office. Anyway. Um, so the what were we talking about? Hidden wiki. Uh the site was first public published back in twenty no, two thousand seven 
but it only gained prominence in the early 2010s when more people started accessing the dark web. Um, if this sounds interesting, they've got a couple more articles worth visiting on another website, but um, I did not link that. So go Google some stuff and maybe it'll get there, <laughs> but maybe not. I don't know. Um, then there's the weird case of Peter Scully. Oh, God. He's a terrifying character, kind of, of sorts. And his story is bound to send some chills down somebody's spine somewhere. But I don't know that I really go into that much detail because I don't remember my notes. So yeah. I'm like rereading and relearning this for like the first time again. So we're all, right. all doing this together. It's been a while. So Peter is an Australian man currently serving a life sentence in the Philippines after being convicted of human trafficking and raped by sexual assault against minors. Nice. Great individual. He is also on trial for... Uh, dissemination of child pornography torture and murder Bruh. he did all of the aforementioned things recorded these acts and uploaded these recordings onto the dark web hence why he's not a very cool person i feel like i've heard of this guy before it's quite possible it's it's i mean it's yeah. one of the more possible or one of the more popular things yeah Duh. um so kind of what he did is like one of the most notorious cases on the dark web um and as such it kind of had to be included on the list it also has a somewhat like reassuring ending in a sense while what he did is like super horrible he was caught and he's no longer a threat he's serving time but it doesn't really help the shit that he already did so Mm -hmm. next one i have no idea if i'm saying this name right number seven Hu Mings. <laughs> oh, jeez. H-I-E-U. Hu? Hu? Hu Mings. I don't know. This guy's capture. This person's capture. Um, an international criminal who orchestrated massive identity thefts, wire fraud, and device frauds over the entire dark web. So mm-hmm. he made almost $2 million from these endeavors back in 2012. But the U.S. Secret Service kind of, you know, was able to catch on to him at least. Yeah. So in 2013, he was tricked to come to the U.S. for a business deal promising huge amounts of personal and financial data for him to sell on the dark web. Fortunately for him, there was no lucrative business in the U.S. since the partner, quote marks around it, waiting in the U.S. was actually an undercover agent who apprehended him. So suck it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) he did spend six years in prison and was released in the end of 2019 just in time for the pandemic hopefully he got COVID and died but anyways Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, then there was a series of hitmen scams on the dark web I mean like you always hear and read or like even see about it in movies all the time where like you can go and hire a hitman and blah 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 oh my god did what? you see? Okay, so I follow um, this rap page on Instagram, and they do, like, top news in America as well. Mm-hmm. Today, they did a story on, because all their news is accurate, too. Apparently, a 14-year-old girl in America hired a hitman to kill her ex-boyfriend, and she got arrested for it, like, recently. <laughs> Like, how stupid can people be nowadays? Like, you cannot go on the internet. Everything is tracked. Unless you do this dark web shit. A 14-year-old girl, though? Like, what 14-year-old girl has that running through her head? Um, One that constantly plays aggressive video games with killings. 
watches movies hey. with feelings. Hey, don't call me um, out like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we have a more non-sheltered society nowadays that you right. know, younger kids are more exposed to it and they think it's a thing and they think they're entitled to because they are that generation that 14 year olds and children now are the most entitled sons of bitches oh my god they're terrible terrible i was watching like saw at age 12 that doesn't mean i wanted to cut anybody open in real life shit no but i mean you had parents (laughs) you you had the parental uh supervision that was appropriate for that right now people like the parents just don't give two shits yeah the parents literally do not care Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) anyways back to the hitman scams so the dark web is kind of notorious for featuring tons of hitmen for hire sites, like I said before. Considering the dark web's image, a lot of people brought in, bought into the idea that they could actually have someone killed by paying large amounts of money in Bitcoin to someone out there on the interwebs, you know. Um, so there are a lot of stories kind of going around Reddit about people getting rid of their problems with hitmen hired by them. Um, and if you access the dark web yourself, you can kind of find, like, there's, like, a legit, like, you know, service. But you kind of have to, like, dig into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's even a Reddit story about a person who presumably hired a hitman on himself just to have some... Mm! <laughs> Yo! Yo, yeah. there was a... Um, so, remember when I lived in Brighton, Colorado? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There was a girl... Um, that I didn't personally know, but a lot of my friends knew. Um, she went to another high school in the area. Mm-hmm. She hired, this is a true story. I forget her name. Natalie. Natalie Holloway was her name. Mm, yeah. I, I think. to a podcast on it. Not Natalie Holloway. She was, um, that was the one that went missing overseas, huh? I don't remember. I don't know. Her name but was But I remember Natalie. hearing one about Colorado recently where someone killed somebody. Yeah. No, it was it was super, super recent. Um, and it was literally right behind my house because uh, they did it on the most haunted road in Colorado, which is Riverdale Road, which mm-hmm. I lived right next to. Mm-hmm. This girl my age ordered a hitman on herself, and she told the guy that if you do it, you can keep the gun. And obviously, he got arrested, and she's dead. She, she went out execution style. It's so sad. Oh, Jesus. So sad. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically, a lot of these hitmen services on this dark web would take the money and basically ghost the buyer. Oh. So, yeah, a lot of it's fake. Right. But there is a very slim bit that is... Uh, that I don't know, Amanda. Um, <laughs> I'm on my lunch break. I'm clocked out, but I'm still answering questions on work. So I, whatever. <laughs> Uh, you open Monday. Here we Join go. Join me for this intermission. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I really should never have. Like well, this was this happened the last time I was at work on my lunch break right. recording. I was <laughs> still working at the same time. Y'all can hear me clicking around. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Moving on to our very last one. Or no, wait, not last one. To number nine. Went too many pages. Um, Julian Assange and his ongoing incarceration is number nine. So WikiLeaks is a famous online platform where classified documents and state secrets get published on like, you know, like a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, the, fl- the platform itself isn't on the dark web. It's actually available for anyone to see on the surface web. But I mean, a lot of the stuff based on there goes into the dark web. So throughout its 14 years of activity, WikiLeaks published secret information pertaining to the Iraq war. 
in 2016 presidential election in the United States and thousands of pages of confidential communication between U.S. diplomats also got put there. Dun, dun, dun. <coughs> ah. However, WikiLeaks sends and receives these classified documents, all this information, over the dark web, like I was saying. So among the platforms they use uh, to communicate uh, securely is a secure drop, which is one word. A website managed by the Freedom of the Press Foundation, um, and uh, you can you can guess the U.S. government didn't take real kindly to its secrets kind of being revealed, so mm-hmm. they weren't too happy about that. Uh, so back in 2010, this Julian Assange, the owner and publisher of WikiLeaks, had an international warrant put out on his name for allegations of sexual assault. Mm. He took refuge in Ecuador's embassy in London, where he lived until 2019. But last year, he had a run-in with Ecuadorian authorities and was evicted from the premise. So the U.S. and Swedish government dropped their charges against Assange the same year. But he was then arrested and jailed in the U.K. for breaching the Bail Act. He was only sentenced to 50 weeks in prison, which is stupid. However, the U.S. is preparing a case to prosecute him under the espionage act of 1917 but right now he's in prison awaiting trial so his WikiLeaks thing led to more dark web shit to happen basically Hmm. so of course the the bigger one that most people know the name is edward snowden edward snowden Mm -hmm. the snowden case you haven't heard of the snowden case i don't think so so he's a former NSA and CIA employee who became a whistleblower in 2013. What does that mean? A whistleblower. He basically gives up information from secret like documents, secret agencies. A whistleblower. Ah, like, so tells he's a all the snitch. <laughs> um, he made a lot of classified information about popul- uh, population surveillance public, basically. So he swiftly fled the U.S., and was en route to an unknown country in Latin America when his passport was revoked while in transit in Moscow. So then he uh, filed for political asylum with the Russian government and has been basically living there ever since. Um, What he did kind of remains extremely controversial to this day, but his actions undoubtedly brought the topic of uh, population surveillance to the forefront of like the civic dialogue here. So... Excuse me. Um, I mean, he's kind of living proof of what governments do behind closed doors, you know. Right. And the lengths that they'll literally go to to prevent information from leaking out into the public. Right. I don't Mm. trust anybody. I don't trust the government. Yeah. That is why I'm not getting vaccinated in the first place. (laughs) I don't trust nobody. (laughs) Yeah. But he basically used the dark web to give out all this information. Okay. So in like 2013, he shared documents and details outlining the PRISM, which is all capitalized, uh, surveillance program over the dark Mm. web with journalists from the Washington Post and The Guardian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, I'm sure you've seen things about Snowden, but it's a I'll look him up. Yeah. So that's the top 10, like most known dark web type tidbits, if you will whatever they're called now i'm going to get into a person's direct story so i obviously didn't revamp or rework this 
So this is straight from the horse's mouth. What, who the horse is, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> I love these types of stories. I know. Because, I like, do. I'm too much of a pussy to go on the dark web, but I like listening to other people who have done it. <laughs> so we're just starting right in from the beginning of his story. And, I mean, he, this is legit just straight into him. So okay. <clears throat> how well do you know the internet? Until two weeks ago, I thought I knew it pretty well. After all, I spend a good chunk of my day browsing Reddit and 4chan, and I'm always up to date with the latest memes and circle jerks. (laughs) I've been a denizen of the internet since the early days of Fortune City pages and IRC channels. And a regular, basically, ever since then. Then about a year ago, somebody introduced me to the shadow web, a sort of secret layer of the internet that you will never find by googling or looking up message boards. So there are no links from the surface web to the shadow web, which is basically essentially the dark web. And no, this isn't the deep net in a case you in case you were thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Not some website with gore videos of freak accidents. I've seen those. I assure you, this is something far more twisted. Mm. I've never asked what his name was. He was a regular who came to the gas station where I worked as an attendant the last year. Every time he came in, he would buy $20 to $50 of Ucash vouchers, which I assumed were for porn subscriptions. <laughs> I think it was a combination of his beige polo short shirts and receding hairline that gave off the creepy vibe of a pervert. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so one day he asked for $300 of Ucash vouchers, and I made the mistake of raising the question, what for? You never ask what for. Yeah, never. Never. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Crisis at work. No, I'm. (laughs) Yeah, it's not really a crisis. (laughs) Don't want somebody to like go not answered on this 13 question. Okay. So he asked why $300. The guy comes back. Have you ever heard of the shadow web? I remember him asking me casually as he counted $300 from a wad of $20 bills. I hadn't, so I shook my head. Then he looked through his wallet and withdrew a little slip, one about the size of a credit card. If you want to find out, he whispered. He leaned towards me and slid the piece of paper into my chest pocket. I gave him hell no. I gave him his (laughs) vouchers. He left and I never saw him again. Not long after I left the job to return to school. It wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I came across the old yellowy uniform with the piece of paper still in the front pocket. When I opened it up and read its contents, I immediately recalled my encounter with the creepy customer. The piece of paper had instructions on how to get to the gateway of the shadow web. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) There were a lot of steps, some more sophisticated than others. Unfortunately, I was both tech savvy and curious enough to follow them. First mistake. Actually, first mistake was asking what for. Second mistake was doing this. (laughs) Yeah. If any strange man slips anything into your pocket, (laughs) do not do whatever. (laughs) So the first thing you'll want to know about this shadow web is that you do not want to go there. Okay, great. Thanks. I've seen plenty plenty of fucked up things on the web. I'm remotely close to the things I saw on the shadow web. Thinking back, I should have noped the fuck out of there the instant I saw the front page. No shit. <laughs> I don't know why I hadn't. Maybe something is wrong with me. 
<laughs> At least you admit it. <laughs> when I got to the gateway page, which resembles one of those welcome pages that pops up when you use the free Wi-Fi at like the airport or a mall or a hotel, mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed was the word corpse fucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was underneath a search field among 30 or so other words, which I assumed were the most commonly looked up things on the, the shadow web. Things like skinning and mutilation. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that should have been my cue to X out. But obviously he didn't. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling the story. <laughs> so, there were a lot of other things, too, other than sexual content and graphic gore footage. Things like instructions on how to make DIY roadside bombs. Things like mm. Craigslist for cannibals. And people who wanted to be eaten by cannibals. What? I'm telling you, the dark web is fucked up. People are crazy. They have some weird-ass fetishes, I know. People are nuts. Yes. (laughs) Um, Other things like a marketplace to buy and sell stolen identities, either individually or in bulk, in case you were wondering. Oh, (laughs) get that Costco deal. Yeah. I spent almost an hour reading up on leaked war documents and diplomatic cables, on a site called Avenge.schweb. <laughs> <laughs> the, web, the website looked very retro, if you know what I mean. So, like, early website days. Mm-hmm. The layout had frames, and each frame had its own scroll bar. When I found myself clicking on links without thinking twice, I realized I had become comfortable on the shadow web, which was probably really bad. Don't ask, yeah. me, don't ask me how I came across the next website curiosity got the best part of me and i clicked on things i shouldn't have i'll spare you the actual name of the site because i know some of you will make the same mistake that i did thinking it can't be that bad it can is it bad that i kind of want to know now (laughs) Uh, yes (laughs) so yeah don't get yourself on a cannibals wanting to eat can yeah no don't um when i got there i noticed the ucash logo at the bottom of the page indicating that paid services were available. It was, in in fact, a live webcam show, but you only paid if you wanted to be the director. Viewing was free. Beneath the live feed of a webcam was the login page to a chat room. It prompted me for for a screen name when I clicked on the join button, so I entered ASDFASDFG, like I always do when commenting on Pornhub or X. (laughs) (laughs) so as soon as i got past the login a torrent of messages flooded the screen most of the messages were in english a few were in japanese and i think some were in arabic or farsi the number of participants in the chat room fluctuated between 150 to 200 people but that's only the number of people who bothered entering the chat i suspected many more were watching anonymously the majority of legible messages were start or go, go, go or something <laughs> to that effect. After about a minute, go. a man with a face hidden behind a hockey mask appeared on the feed. Mm-hmm. I remember him having dark brown skin and being really skinny, like starving Ethiopian, Ethiopian skinny. Oh, that's really skinny. Shortly after that, everyone was set on mute. Everyone except for one user by the name of Italian Goat, who I figured was the director of this show. That's when the screaming began. Okay. (laughs) She was was blindfolded and tied to a wooden chair with her hands behind her back. 
a bigger, darker man dragged her by her hair until she sat dead center on the screen. I watched her try to struggle free from the ropes, but she was tightly fastened, uh, so tightly fastened that you could see the bruising. God knows how long she had been tied up like that. Also, why is the guy still watching this? Yeah. Anyways, this can only go one way. Anyway, Mm -hmm. finally, the bigger man took the blindfold off and she stopped screaming. When she looked into the camera, she seemed to realize what was about to happen. She started crying and begging the two men in what I think was Arabic. Then a message popped up on the chat. Italian goat. Lay her sideways on the floor. The director issued his command. The skinny man saw the message and relayed it to the bigger man in their own language. Italian goat. Kick her in the stomach. Jesus. The skinny man continued with his translations. Italian goat. Kick her in the face. Jesus. The screaming got louder and louder. What the fuck was I watching? Yeah. This was it for me. I reached for my cell phone, ready to dial 911. Italian goat. Stomp her, or stomp on her tits. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Italian goat. Tell your friend to kick harder. I paid good money for this. Jeez, Louisa. I was in so much shock at this point that I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Then... The kicking went on for another 10, 20, 30 seconds. It seemed as if it kind of went on forever. Italian goat. Now slit her throat. Ah! When I read that last message, the churning feeling in my guts intensified. No, 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 no. I kept thinking, somebody stop this. I tried to type into the chat, but the input field was grayed out. The woman cried even louder when she heard the man relay the last request. Italian goat. Wait, no. Not yet. The skinny man held up one hand up to signal to the partner to halt. My breathing returned to normal for a second, thinking the woman was spared, at least for the time being. Then the director continued. Italian goat. Take out her eyes first. (gasps) No! The skinny man stared directly into the webcam. I couldn't see the entirety of his face, just his eyes and a small patch of skin around each one. In his eyes, I searched desperately for the slightest hint of hesitation. Please put a stop to this, I prayed. But I kept the mouse cursor hovered over the close button in case they did not. Ew, Peyton, you just farted on me. Gross. Ew. Sorry to ruin the story, but... Yep. (laughs) And then the skinny man began typing. And a second screen name popped up on the log. Admin. Another $500. My mind froze when I saw the number. $500? This woman was being tortured and possibly killed for a meager sum of $500. I was making as much every other week at the gas station, and I was barely making minimum wage. If I could offer 1000 to stop this, I would. I would empty out my savings account if it meant saving her life. I would. I swear on my life, I'd pay anything to stop this madness. Italian goat. Okay. I quickly shut off the screen before I could see any more. I wish my common sense could have kicked in earlier, but it didn't. I ran out to the yard where I uh, regurgitated about two meals worth of vomit. It had been a long time since I'd felt this sick from watching something. When I was in junior high, some friends showed me a clip from Rotten.com. It was the one where a man had his... His skull sliced in half by the rotor blade of a helicopter he was in in the midst of repairing. Ow! 
Over the years, I've seen many more videos like that one. Enough that I get don't enough that I don't get the urge to puke in my mouth anymore. But let me tell you this: seeing live footage of a real person being tortured is stomach turning in a whole different level. Mm-hmm. When I was done uh, spitting out the last bits of bile in my mouth, I heard screaming coming from my room. It was then I realized that in my hassle to turn off the monitor, I had forgotten to turn the speakers off as well. Her screams got worse and worse until finally I was able to reach behind the desk and disconnect the speakers from the computer. The silence that followed was really unbearable. It was as if my own hands had silenced her. Kind of like, you know, basically killed her because you did nothing, bro. Creepy. I felt remorse such as I felt remorse such as I had never felt before. I killed her, I thought to myself again and again. I killed her. The feeling was unreal. I had to find out where she it, I had to find out if she was alive. As I reached over to turn the screen back on, a voice inside my head begged me to stop. I do not want to see what it was about to see. But before I could stop myself, my hand had already acted. The image on the screen was an image I will never, ever forget. On the screen, the severed head of a woman sat there straight across from me. Both eyes missing from their respective sockets. That face, that warped, mishappened face, has haunted me ever since. Even now, as I write this, I can feel her uh, her hollow eyes glaring at me from behind. I sleep with all the lights on, the TV on, but nothing really helps. Right before I shut down the browser and reconfigure the network settings to access the good old regular internet, I remember seeing one last line on the chat. It read, Admin. Thank you for watching. The next show will be in an hour. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. It's dark web. <sighs> You're the one that wanted to do the dark web. I just I know creepy stories. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. It's so, so sad. Yeah, and the sad it's, thing is, is that it's not even a made-up story. Like, I that's know. real shit that actually fucking happens. It's going on right now. Like, you buy humans online and shit, too. It's 100% happening right now. It's so messed up. Yep. So messed up. Um, I remember there's only one video that I've ever seen, like like a dark web video. There's only one that I've ever seen where it was real. Like, I was witnessing a real death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one that was in like it was like one of those like South American ones where they like kidnap girls and they like mm. chop their heads off with machetes. Yeah. Oh my god, I have never like after I watched that video, I was like shooketh to the core. Oh boy, it is unreal. Uh, yeah. I just yeah, I can't imagine like finding all of that on the dark web. No. I could never. There's always like a little bit of me that's like curious because it's like I want to know. I think it's like the psychology aspect of it. It's like I want to know why people enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But like 95% of me is like, hell no. Like I would never, ever, ever want to see that, you know? You're just like the guy in the story. Like you don't really want to, but like. Exactly. But like you, you're curious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, Very it disturbing. Is, it is nicely wide out conditions with that blowing snow out there. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Glad I'm working from home. Anyway, so dark web. Yay. We uh yeah. we enjoyed some stories. Dark web. It's it's a it's a rough topic. Um also another movie note that I should have mentioned before. Um mm-hmm. 
there's if you're into like the more like disturbing movies or whatever i think Mm -hmm. that the most i forgot about this the most realistic um like dark web movie i've ever seen um it's called the poughkeepsie tapes oh yeah 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 yes if any of you listeners are brave enough to watch like truly disturbing stuff that's still Mm -hmm. fake and not real watch the poughkeepsie tapes i was genuinely disturbed by that movie oh yeah it feels so real it literally feels like a bunch of dark web clips like compiled together Mm -hmm. yeah it's nuts oh yeah very so yeah hope hope you all enjoyed the um (laughs) yeah all of the listeners are like uh thank you for making me throw up my lunch (laughs) all of my swedish meatballs are not sitting comfortably anymore (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you did oh but we will be rip roaring and ready to go again on another episode hopefully next week and there won't be a three-week wait this time i hope yes hopefully i don't get covid again (laughs) we will certainly try to keep up a better schedule on this because you know we don't get paid for this we just do this out of our pure enjoyment so why the hell we are not on a time crunch exactly we're just we're just doing it to do it hopefully you don't get covid knock on wood girl (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyways, hope y'all enjoyed it. Try not to have a shitastic day and enjoy the rest of your time. And yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.